Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Blood Red podcast with me, your regular host, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is not our full-time Liverpool correspondent, as we must now call him, home and away, James Pearce. He's very much away at the moment. However, joining me are a very, very fine trio. It's Christian Walsh. Hi, Christian. Hello. It's Joe Rimmer. Hi, Joe. Hello, Ian. I'm back again. It's Dan Kay. Hi, Dan. Hello, Ian. Dan, you were, were greeted very well by listeners of the podcast last time out, and I believe that you could be a regular feature on this podcast. What do you make of that? Well, you're trying to make me blush, Ian, but thankfully we're on radio, so our wonderful audience can't see that. But I will take that in the spirit in which it's intended. He's also half naked. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> where'd you go after that? Yeah. Of course, in, in, in the Valley of the Bald, the man with three hers is king. That means that Joe Rimmer, you are our king today. Um, we will start with you. It's International okay. Week. No games to talk of as such, but there's certainly been a lot going on with Liverpool. Uh, one thing that came out um, the last couple of nights was there was a rumour certainly coming out of uh, Germany that Liverpool were on the brink or certainly interested in signing Timo Werner, Werner is that what we say? Timo Werner, Werner yes, probably, yeah. of, uh, of RB Leipzig. Yeah. Uh, turns out that's not true. Our, as we just mentioned then, FC correspondent James Pearce wrote a story saying basically Liverpool are not even interested in signing a striker at the moment for the summer. I mean, what's your take on it all? I mean, a lot of Liverpool fans get very excited because they see this, you know, these kind of players playing, seems good, doing well, getting good reports from them and then they get linked and bad news Pearce knocks it down and... Yeah. You know, I mean, what's your take? I mean, am I personally, I was surprised if, that James had said that Liverpool weren't at the moment interested in any striker. That's that's the interesting bit. I'm not surprised they're not interested in Werner because you think about he's going to cost a lot of money. He's he's most exciting young forward in Germany. Um, he looks like the, the, the focal point of their national team going forward. So he'd probably cost. You, know, you think about Liverpool have just paid fifty odd million for Naby Keita. He'd cost in the same region, and and. Why would Liverpool pay that sort of money for a forward who you can't really see where he fits in the team? But for me, that's the problem, isn't he? Um, as Christian has, has written in the past, he's written many things, Christian. That's one of the things he has written. And um, he's the problem in the sense that he's so good at what he does, they can't find many forwards to replicate that. But I do think Liverpool will need another option. I find it bizarre that they wouldn't try and sign somebody to to come off the bench or to provide a bit of competition because if you think about it in the summer storage likely to leave Origi hasn't done a lot in Germany and, and could leave so then who does that leave with Liverpool with Solanke Ings and um, perhaps Brewster if he does get promoted to the to the first team squad so I think that leaves them really light and perhaps they're just one Firmino injury away of being in a bit of a crisis up front so um, perhaps they They'll sign someone that can play further across the front line. I don't know, but I find it bizarre that they wouldn't be after any forward. But maybe not so bizarre that they're not after Werner. Christian, is this a case of perhaps managing expectations a little bit? Because every time Liverpool are now linked with a with a decent player, everybody gets really excited, and you know they're not going to sign everybody. I think so because I saw the the, the Werner um, rumours myself. Didn't believe them. I'm near anything. You know, I didn't really see how it would be true. And I was sort of having a little scout on, on social media, as you do, and people were saying, well, Firmino can just drop into the number 10, or, you know, that's what good squads have. They have they have two options at number 9. It's like, well, I don't think many squads could call upon two players of the calibre of Roberto Firmino and, and uh, Timo Werner to battle for one place. I also think if you were to drop uh, Firmino into the number 10, which isn't actually a position in the Klopp's Liverpool, really, yeah. he plays with two eights, um, if you were to drop Firmino into a deeper role, 
then you lose a fair bit of what he gives to Liverpool. So it's certainly a case of these players are always, you know, I think we saw Alderweire Eld, not not necessarily linked, but I think um, Ian Wright was throwing it out there on Sky Sports News, wasn't he? In terms Throws of out there, the he, Ian Wright, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, he, he should be a Liverpool reporter yeah. at the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, both <laughs> home and away. Both yeah. home and yeah. away. He'd be a good, he'd be a good trip away. To it's, it certainly did the London you know, games. That's he for sure. Would, he yeah. would definitely did the London games, and I reckon he'd get the kernel in. <laughs> but what do you reckon he'd order? Ian Wright from the KFC. Yeah. He's a gravy man, definitely. Got him written all over. Yeah. yeah. Think so? I don't know. I think Zinger. he'd go for a Zinger, yeah. I mean, I don't think he'd be adverse yeah. to the odds. Service station, McDonald's as well, but a chicken selects maybe, or just a Big Mac. Northampton services, 24 hour McDonald's. That's for anybody who's coming home from London at any time of the night. Anyway. Which will be me or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, back to Alderweireld, Werner, etc. Um, you know, I think there is a case of not actually managing expectations. You know, if it's, if it's, if it's rubbish, it's rubbish. But at the same time, there will be good players that Liverpool will sign this summer. It's just a case of they have to fit into into what Klopp needs. There's no point going for a player that Liverpool don't necessarily need just because he's a name. I mean, we've had this debate a thousand yeah, yeah. times, I think. It's not about a marquee signing. It certainly isn't about a marquee signing. Is he a marquee now. signing, though? I would think Werner would be. I would think he, he be? I, mean, I, I, mean, I, I know I, he's been talked about, but he's hardly like the world's greatest player. There's very few players who are the world's greatest players, but Liverpool did sign Salah. I think he's one of the hottest German talents. I think he is a potential World Cup top goal scorer. Um, I think he, he'll lead the line for Germany this this Big summer. Big shout there from our betting yeah. man. Well, I'm just I'm just saying twenty to one. I think he'd be um, I think he'd be an option. I certainly think he'd be an option in terms of. You know, if Liverpool wanted to make the big sign, and he he he, he feel a little bit like Torres to me, that sort of that sort of play, you know, he's quite young. On the verge of breaking. On the verge of breaking but, into but, a bigger But the point here is that Liverpool don't often come out. If, if they did this with every single rumoured, you know, link, they'd be here all day. But yeah. they've come out this time. And yeah, gone, that's true. And I, but I think the interesting part then is is the idea that look, there aren't going to be any strikers coming in this summer. Um, I don't forget Salah can also play up front, or at least Klopp reckons he can play up front. So you might so argue with that. Um, he's intimated that before in, in press conferences that Salah can be, you know, striker number four. Um, <laughs> I think it is a case of. No, I don't think it's managing expectations. I just think it's it's sort of setting the record straight and just saying, look, this is this is, you know, James has been told this is what's happening, um, and you know, deal with it. You know, I, I think I think the priority is elsewhere. Dan, Dan, is this a matter perhaps of semantics from Liverpool? Because when we think of a striker, we think of someone like Werner, we think of someone like Lukaku, mm. we think of somebody like that. But Liverpool may well end up signing somebody who can play on the wing. And play up front, and somebody like again, this is somebody who they are not interested in at the moment. Thomas Lamar. Well, it's the semantics between a striker and a forward, isn't mm. it? You know, um, I mean, I, I do. Part of me does kind of treat every kind of transfer type briefing that comes out the close, particularly at this time of year, with a reasonable pinch of salt. Because it, even if say they were massively interested in Werner. Would they come out now at the end of the well, and say, "Yeah, we definitely want it. We're definitely making because they, they wouldn't do, would they? They wouldn't would want they to come out. They wouldn't want to threaten it, and they wouldn't also want to threaten if they've got any other deals. Yeah, yeah. because they, you know, if say they're talking with some other club, and then it, this Werner story comes out, they can turn around and say, "Well, we want an extra ten million or whatever." Yeah. Bearing in mind we, we've already kind of they've always been long, already been long negotiations between the two clubs over over mm. Hater, not just last summer, but may well have been the old conversation in January because you know the worst there was talk there were rumours yeah. that Liverpool might have tried. Um, to bring him in early. 
and I think I think Liverpool Liverpool would be aware that if, if they were to go back to Leipzig, who aren't going to be thrilled, even though they've got a good fee for him, at losing one of the best players, they're not going to be bending over backwards to make life easy for Liverpool to bring another of the best top players in. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I did see. I think the second half of the Leipzig Bayern Munich game, I think the weekend before last, and I didn't know an awful lot about Werner, but I was I was quite impressed with him. He scored the winning goal that was set up with the lovely slide rule ball from Cater, who himself got the equaliser. And I suppose the, the little thing in my head when, when I saw that, I thought, well, it'd be nice to see them linking up in a, in a red shirt. Um, I would hope they are going to bring in another front man. There's another attacking player kind of moniker for you because um, obviously we've got a front three that's the envy of probably most teams in world football at the moment. But beneath that... Like Joe, like Joe mentioned, if, say, Fabinho or Salah was to get a serious injury all of a sudden, you scrape beneath the surface and good, honest, willing lads that they seem, uh, Ings and Solanke, they don't have, a, they don't have a, a senior goal between them this season. And that that is a concern. But my overriding feeling on it at the moment is that you have to take really anything that you hear about transfers either way with a reasonable pinch of salt because we haven't even, you know, we're not even at the end of the season yet. Joe, which leads me on nicely to Emery Chan, who uh, last night went onto Instagram to yeah. address. He didn't name what rumours specifically, but it has to be the story that was uh, over the weekend that suggested that he was asking for more than two hundred grand a week to stay at Liverpool. He didn't. He wasn't very happy with this. He came out and said so, and he said he's not going to comment on any more rumours. That doesn't mean we can't. It's, I mean, this Chan thing just—it's not stopping, is it? Really? No, I think it's a bit frustrating, isn't it? I, I, I probably I understand this. I, I doubt. He's asking for £200,000 a week. I think we know all along that the, the sticking point in this deal is that he wants a, he wants a release clause mm, and they yeah. don't want to give him it. But in general, I think this this it had to get to the stage eventually, didn't it? With him not signing a new contract, it had to get... I won't say the word... I don't think poisonous, but you know, it's, it's getting it's a little not, bit it's fractious poisonous. now, I think isn't it? it? It's, in it's, terms of... I've noticed the change, and this is only the, 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 the echo chamber that is yeah. social media, but I've noticed the shift in, in, in feeling towards Chan. A, yeah, a, a couple of months ago, maybe it was very much like, let's get you know, let's get Chan a new contract. How can we not give this man a new contract? And you know, I saw a lot of replies to um, you know, once this panish Neil Jones put it out on his own Twitter. A couple of other people sent it out. Obviously, we did the story mm. as well. Went through a lot of replies, and it was a lot of you know, four letter words. Off you go, mate. You know, in terms of this, this is it now. I think I think people have, have had the belly full of this saga. Even yeah. is, even is a saga. If you're gonna sign, it is, sign. It is, it is a saga. Yeah, I think yeah. it is a saga. Yeah. It has been going on for like eighteen yeah. months. If you're gonna sign, sign. If not, stop, stop going on about it. Which to be fair is what he's just said that he's gonna mm. stop doing, yeah. and and toodle off. And I think now is the is the part of the season where you just want players who, and this is you know, every chance never given the impression that he's. Given anything, but one hundred percent for Liverpool. But I think in the back of your mind, you you want players there playing for Liverpool who who you know are there next season as well. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. The quotes that he, he came out the other day I found it quite funny that uh, certain people thought that they were taken out of context. When you actually read them, he says, "I have the qualities to play for a big club next mm. season." He clearly wasn't referring to Liverpool, was he? Because otherwise, he would have just named Liverpool. He was well, clearly well, even he's, he's not playing for he's, one man, yeah, isn't he's exactly. people took off and, with that. and he clearly, he clearly was saying that he, he thinks that he could go and sign for a big club. Look, I, I think even if you take his comments as though he did mean Liverpool, he didn't name them, so yeah. he could mean all the other big clubs yeah, as well. Exactly, yeah. It's so, just what we call hedging the bets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's just what he's been doing from the start. And yeah. let's face it, you can blame him. It was only like eighteen months ago that loads of fans were going, "Get him out! He's rubbish." 
Yeah. And maybe but one or two members of this podcast we weren't, weren't so convinced by it. The West Brom game in the FA Cup, I think, yeah, we didn't have a great game. Remember? Yeah, but that, a lot of... that, I think that, that happens, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, players yeah, do I... have bad games, but it was, I... it was basically, if you remember last season, I think it was the Bournemouth game he scored and then he went on this dip of form. And I think it was about the February or the March. He, he, he came back to form when he finished it really it's strongly. Burnley Obviously, it's Burnley and the Watford goal as well. It turned yeah. out that he had a calf problem and been playing through because he didn't have any players. But since yeah. then, he's he's kind of stepped stepped it up. But has he stepped it up because he knows he's leaving? Has he stepped it up because he wants to impress other clubs? He's a decent player, but Liverpool won't miss Emery Chan. I don't I don't think that for one second. I think you'll see he'll go elsewhere. You'll watch. Say if he goes to Juventus, you'll see the couple of highlights in Serie A. He scores the odd nice It'd goal. Be brilliant for Juventus. Well, I don't think he'll be brilliant be at all. I think he will be because the pace is slightly slower. Perhaps so, but... I know, so I know Christian's got both his hands in the air like he just don't care. Well, we, we've, had, we've, had this, <laughs> we've had this conversation before. I, I, I think Emery Chan's a decent player. I think Liverpool won't necessarily miss him as a player, but I think it would be a blow to lose what ultimately is like a 25, 30, yeah, And also, it's the whole the prestige of... The message, the, the message yeah, exactly. it sends out, you know. Although, of course, Liverpool have beaten that away by getting Cater and Van Dijk and whatnot. But, but at the same time, well, they came from Southampton and Leipzig. This is a player from Liverpool that's fair too. Enough, Presumably, you've got Lamar, you've got Lamar Odom from Monaco. And but, some, but some people good. might look at it, you know Chan going to Juventus along similar lines of Coutinho and Suarez going to Barcelona. Mm. I don't think it's the case, but people might start asking. Can Liverpool? Why can't Liverpool keep the best players? Oh, and why can't again. they get? Why can't they get Pjanic or Dybala yeah. from Juventus? But the going back to the Chan Juventus idea, I've heard this a lot that he will thrive in a slower league. I don't think Chan performs well when the tempo is really slow. I they, don't they, think. Yeah, I know what you're trying to. I know what you're going to say because he can when he gives a bit of oomph. That's when, when, he gets, when a game when he gets is in going. full perpetual motion and you sort of he's, he's like a wide up like a wide up toy, isn't he? Mm. And you push him down the hill. He's he's really good, but. In a, we've seen him in those games, thinking about like the Swansea game or the West Brom game, it's where it's static in front of yeah, him yeah. and it's it's yeah. all very slow. And he fight, he struggles to inject the pace. Into he can't it, get the yeah. pace. He's got to, he's got to go along with the pace. So I I think this this fallacy of him being it, he always he's, he's nailed on Serie A's tailor made for him. I don't know if it is. It just means that when he takes twenty seven touches to turn around, that no one well, will be straight on top of him. He takes lots of touches, but most of takes lots of touches. Yeah, but and he everybody's does, hailing him. He, he does, just he does them while he's, yeah, no, while he's just, running just, forward just, and putting just, the ball in the I'm back just, of the net. Just, doesn't just, yeah, I'm just pointing these things out. I, I just think Chan Salem made for the Premier League and the Bundesliga. I, I honestly do. I think I think that, that they are his... I think, you know, if he goes back to the Bundesliga, well, for example, he, he'd do well there. But Bayern blinked with him. Man City at the weekend as well. You should play for Guardiola. Well, Guardiola got in and sacked him off. <laughs> <laughs> so, the fine play. He's not getting anywhere this. I don't see that, yeah. Interesting. Hey, anyway, we mentioned Thomas Lamar, then we may as well talk about him now. He came out and expressed his disappointment over the weekend that he hadn't got a big move. Didn't mention Liverpool by name. Obviously, Liverpool and Arsenal were two teams that were very much in for him last August on, on deadline day. All the reports that have come out of France since have said that Liverpool were his preferred choice and still are. Joe, do you, and Liverpool, again, this is another player Liverpool have come out you know, and let it be known, shall we say, that they are no longer interested in him. Certainly not at £90 million. But Again, I wrote a story the other day saying this is actually his disappointment is a good sign for Liverpool because it's a suggestion that Liverpool that players want to come to Liverpool. You only have to go back, I think, a couple of years ago. We were talking about, weren't we, Christian? That I think uh, I forgot who it was now. Goethe was one, yeah, De Hood, and yeah. I think Brandt was the other. They all turned down the chance to come to Liverpool for various reasons, but you don't really see that happening now, do you? No, you don't. No, I mean, we've spoken about it before. Who wouldn't want to be part of this team? It's, it's, Emery Chan. Um, well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from you, Embry. But yeah, other than that, I, I think it's such an exciting side. Of course, players like Thomas Lamar, especially an attacking player, 
probably want to come and play with the likes of Salah and Firmino and, and Mane. But um, yeah, I mean, it's one that I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool revisited it because it it's very much seems to me like the fee is the thing that's put them off. Mm. You know, when you start talking around ninety million for a player who hasn't left France, I, I just can't see it being. It's not realistic, is it? You know, he, he's not. Has he won anything? He's then? not won. Well, he's he won the league. And I know he's having a bit of a. But he's, but he's surrounded by much lesser quality yeah, players yeah. than he was last he year. Everybody well else left. Yeah. To be fair to him, he's been doing well for France. Uh, but I don't know. I think it's one of them where Liverpool aren't going to spend hundred million pounds on him when there's other players out there. We've named him before. We always say Pulisic is was the one that I think if Klopp's going to spend big, big money, he'd rather spend a player like that. So I don't know. Lamar, I haven't seen enough of him to really say. I know you're a fan, Christian. Of Lamar? Yeah, I've, I've got his album. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any boosters, we'll all get it. Did so they have more than one album? Well, he was on the Fame Academy album, wasn't he? I don't know, Christian, but that... Christian, I'm so sorry. It's a new album. Christian, I'm 42 years of age now. I do not know these things. Did you do any good musicals? No, there's no such thing as a good musical. There's no such thing as a good musical. I think we're at the stage now where, <laughs> moving quickly on against that slander, uh, I think we're at the stage now, and this will probably get me sent to the guillotine, but where we can we can trust in Klopp to, to not have to buy an £80 million player because I would back him to buy a £30 million player and turn him into an £80 million mm-hmm. player. Yeah, I yeah, think you yeah, look yeah. at the... And that's not, to, that's not to say FSC shouldn't put their hands in the pockets so, or... You know, Liverpool should... We've got an apologist. We've got an apologist. They did with Van Dijk. They did with Van Dijk. But, of course, yeah, they did with Van Dijk. And you could argue that they turned from £75 million into a £100 million player. What I'm saying is that you look at Salah, you look at Mane, you look at Firmino, you look at, even even to an extent, Oxlade-Chamberlain, any player that has come under... Robertson. Any player Mm -hmm. that's come to Klopp with a progressive profile, so within a certain age range, with a certain profile of... He could he could improve with with the games and, and the training they have done. So why would Liverpool and this is this is Klopp's thinking as well? I think why would Liverpool spend eighty million on Thomas Lamar or even sixty five on Pulisic mm. when he could pick up let's just say uh, Adouar from from Leon just like throwing a completely random name out there for thirty million and turn him into turn him into an eighty million pound player? The owners aren't going to say no to that because it means that they can spend money elsewhere in the squad where they might mm. need it. So. That's the interesting part for me, where you can sort of see this is look, this is why Liverpool fans wanted Klopp here in the first place because he, he took Lewandowski for four million pounds from Lech Poznan and turned him into the player that you see nowadays. He, he took Goethe from the from the youth from the youth setup at Dortmund. He took all these players. Can he and do that into, now though, because of who he is and where he is? Well, he's done it with Salah. He's done it with Mane. Well, you say you mentioned four million. It's thirty-five million. He still broke yeah, the club well, record. Yeah, for, for yeah, yeah. So Mane, yeah, yeah. And they're still five. I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying is that they're still, they're still going to have. Oh, you still got to pay big, but, but, but then yeah. it's 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 that it's that gain, isn't it? In terms of you're paying. Okay, you're not paying four million. You're paying like forty for forty. But then do you pay forty on two players and improve them, or do you spend one big eighty million pound sum on one player? Which which still could go wrong. Mm. Yeah, of course. There's yeah, no, there's no guarantee that Lamar will do really well, or you know, it, it, it's, adapt. it's insane that Liverpool's team at the moment is, is is as good as it is, and and they are looking in such a strong position, and their record signing is still only thirty six point nine million pounds. They still haven't spent forty. Oh, sorry, seventy five million before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> but before that, you take him away, and I know other teams could do that as well. But 
in terms of attack and talent, their main purchase has been £37 you million, think about essentially. Think Arsenal spent £42 on Ezel. How many seasons ago? 50 or 50 yeah. But I'm saying, that was, yeah. I'm saying the Ezel signing was oh, five, five years ago. ago. That, that was basically that's how long ago. Marshall was, what, 50? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Three years ago. Three years so. ago, Tottenham. I thought Tottenham were a bit different, but you know, Tottenham, Tottenham were doing it very similar to Liverpool, I suppose. Well, how much was Firmino? About 20... 29. So yeah. Firmino was 29, Mane was 30, Five. 35, and Salah, Salah and Oxlade-Chamberlain. So they're all mm. kind of in the 30 to 35 million bracket. So they're the kind of players who are... You're right, they're the good players to be possibly become very good players, and that's what they are becoming by mm. going to Liverpool. And it's and Lothar Mateus spoke... After, we'll come to the Legends game in a minute, which I was at. Uh, he spoke after the game in the mix zone. And he was asked about Klopp, and he says the reason that Liverpool are doing so well under Klopp is that he knows exactly what player he wants, and he buys the right players. He used uh, Van Dijk as an example, saying, OK, he spent £75 million, but already he's made such a massive difference to the way Liverpool are playing. He's saying that Liverpool can challenge Man City, even if they haven't got the same, same money, because it's down to Klopp, his recruitment team, ultimately down to the manager, um, and his ability to pick the players because he knows his system, he knows what works, and he knows what kind of players work in there. But also as well to stick to his guns on the players that he wants, because I think we've seen we've had numerous examples of Liverpool in the past where the manager's had an idea of who he wants. For whatever reason, they haven't been able to get that player, and then they've gone down the ladder, yeah. you know, and, and, got, and got a lesser player, and it's not worked out. Klopp has shown us he's been been prepared, even if it means waiting, like he's done for Cater, like he'd had to do six months for... Uh, Van Dijk, if he if he feels that it's not value for the club and it's not the right player, he doesn't want to go and get. He doesn't want to. Well, yeah, right, he would say it, waste money on his second option. And as you know, as someone that's observed, you know, Liverpool's trials and tribulations in the in the transfer market over the last thirty odd years, it's refreshing to see. I mean, there's so many examples after Danny Alves, and we end up with Glenn Johnson. No, Jermaine well, Glenn Johnson was all right. Jermaine Glenn Johnson was a good. Jermaine Glenn Johnson was a good player. Oh, was it? Was it? Penance. Penance. Yeah, it was meant to be Shamal Alves. It was meant to be Shamal yeah. Alves. It was penance. Yeah. Going Just let that sink in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of silence. Or... He left Billericay, hasn't he, recently? Has he left? Yeah, he yeah, left. Yeah, I think he left. Yeah. Worked out. No. Who'd have thought? So anyway, that was the game in the Champions League. No, but it was, it, you know, I, I think it's. We, we've, we've had to settle for second best too often. Now, I mean, obviously, you, you, you have to be pragmatic and realistic as well sometimes that, you know, sometimes the. I mean, Fans of my era will always hop back to the summer of 1997 and Teddy Sheringham, and what you know, what a wonderful player he would have been for Liverpool. What a great career he went on to have for Manchester United. In this particular scenario, it wasn't the case that the well, he supposedly has come out later on that the board felt it was too old. The board felt Sheringham at 31, 32, or whatever he was then was too old. I think Desai was another name that was linked around about the same year. Now, in the end, I've always kind of felt that's a bit of a red herring because I think if in the summer of 97. For those, they bought Reader instead, didn't they? I think that's right. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. yeah. And so Reader was a class player, although coming to the end, coming yeah. towards the end of his career. But 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 the point is, um, fans, you know, fans old enough like me and Ian to remember all too painfully how bad that summer of nineteen ninety seven was when Liverpool had finished fourth in a two horse race yes. and really should have won the title that year. Sheringham probably, if it had been a choice between Liverpool and United, I think Sheringham probably would have chosen United. So sometimes you do, you know, you can't get your number one choice. You have to think outside the box a little bit. But I think Klopp seems less inclined to be trigger happy and, and panic than maybe. Well, he, he also tends to go for sorry. He also tends to go for players that he knows he can get. He doesn't waste any time on, yeah. on chasing a dream, as it were. Well, here's an interesting one as well. When you were saying that, I was thinking about you know where Klopp has compromised 
Yeah. And he sort of compromised on Salah with Brandt in terms of, well, the other way around. Yeah. You know, Brandt was the first choice and then he went with Salah. And Salah was really recommended to him, wasn't he, by the... From what from what we know, it's sort of told, from yeah. what from what it sounds like. Yeah, he was more of a you know. And they were of also looking scout. at Martins of, of Sporting Lisbon. Well, I think that, well, I think that was I very think much was just a kick, kick at the backside. No, yeah. so then sorry, just really quickly, you've got Gates there, who didn't come, and mm. so they went for Mane. Now, I I I don't, I'm not sure about that timeline. Me, I think Gates might have been a storage replacement rather than a, because you can't go from Gates to Mane. But, I just got the feeling with Gates, it was one of those signings that they would have made if. If he wants to come, yeah, and, and just, I think it was like he did a the Europa League and got in the Champions League and it turned up, but that yeah. basically was the case, yeah. wasn't it? I suppose my, my point here is, does Klopp sort of compromise on forward players more because he feels confidence in being able to coach them exactly how he wants them to, whereas a little bit further back in the pitch, Van Dijk, Keita, he wants the ready-made thing because he, he doesn't feel, not that he doesn't feel like he can't coach them because you know Van Dijk's improved and I think Keita could, like, go through the stratosphere under Klopp, I really do, given how he's playing at Leipzig age 23-24. But at the same time, is it a case of he's willing to sort of compromise on those former players because he feels like he can mould them a little bit more, whereas at the back he just needs those leaders, those those players who can play straight into the team and do a good job? There's a, there's a player that he, I wouldn't say compromised, I'd say he took a gamble on, that is at the back, it was Robertson. Robertson yeah. was a player who they wanted Sessegnon, didn't they, at the start of the summer. And whether whether they saw Sessegnon as a long-term forward player, because he was a left-back last season, wasn't he? And now, now he's pushed forward. But they wanted Sessegnon to compete with Moreno. Then they were going to sell Moreno. And then eventually he buys Robertson for £8 million, And Robertson's turned out to become a first-choice player and, and done really well. So perhaps you'll take gambles on certain players. But I think with Klopp, he tends to want to be 100% convinced that they can do a job. And I think Lamar is the sort of player that, for the fee, and um, with his form, he's not 100% convinced. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with, with, with you. I mean, that was a good point he made about Robertson, but to back Christian's point as well, you know, Kayser and Van Dijk, that's, that's the spine of your team. Maybe you can have a little yeah, bit more yeah. leeway around the fringes with the yeah. full-back positions. You know, the world and his wife has been commenting on Liverpool's defence and its deficiencies from for as far back as we can remember, really. And, and I think he obviously knew that was a key area that he had to identify and he couldn't and wouldn't compromise. And that's why, in spite of the whole pig's ear that they made of the whole Van Dyke situation last summer, they managed to kind of remedy the situation, fix it. And now he's, you know, I think he's already, uh, general perception seems to be he's a future Liverpool captain in the making. Well, he's, he's now the Holland captain. Scored on, scored his first goal for when, last you, night, when you consider that it was only like a couple of weeks ago, it, people wondering whether he's actually going to be a regular for Holland because he wasn't, was yeah. he? He's, he's he's come on leaps and bounds. He, he, he's just he, he's, it's the like uh, something that you wrote, Doyle, in terms of you know the front three are really in a way detracted from from the from what Van Dijk's doing. He, he obviously made that slight mistake against Swansea, but then again, I don't. I think that's just that's inevitable when yeah. you're in a new yeah. side and you're figuring out things like that. Tottenham, you might yeah. say. Yeah, he almost the, took too much responsibility. Yeah. With that one, yeah. and, and the West Brom game, yeah, I think he had Minnie Lee behind him. And it was just a mad night where yeah. VAR just took yeah. over everything. Mm. So, uh, over the night, I mean, to, to watch him, you know, in the flesh and to see just the way he talks and the way he like just instructs and commands and Carius's improvements being related to him, yeah. just everything about him. Just, I've hardly ever seen him sprint. 
because mm. he's always in the right place at the right yeah. time. I don't know what he, I don't know how fast he is because he's never had to sprint. He's a big guy, isn't he? Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. So, I mean, they didn't need to have lightning pace because yeah. the positional sense. He could be quick. He, he could be, so but he's good. never had to. Yeah. This is the thing. Mm. He's never had to. He could. He could have really. Centre backs are often a lot quicker than you actually realise. Yeah, simply yeah. because I mean, whenever they do these speed things. No, it's an Everton player, but Phil Jagielka always comes up right near the top. When yeah, you think yeah, about it, they have to be up near there because they're actually up against these players who are the speed, the, you know, the speed demons. I mean, I'll hold my hands up here. I was, I was one of them in the summer. I was in breakouts, with, you know, with Jurgen Klopp, and, and 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 it was the question was being asked, you know, what what's going like? Why aren't you shining the centre back? I think you know, journalists were, were very close to grabbing him by the shoulders and going, "What are you doing? Why aren't you getting the centre?" <laughs> well, James was obviously. He always, he always believed it was a mistake that they didn't get one anyway. I but think we, come on. I think, I think we all said that. We all said that. all be honest. Yeah, the vast majority of the fan base yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Liverpool could have ended up with forty million pound Johnny Evans. You know, Nick, Nick, yeah. Nick, and a taxi and a zingle. So <laughs> <laughs> ultimately, it's Gareth Barry would know the way. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's you know. We were wrong and Jürgen was right, and I'm, I'm sure he will take every delight in, in, in reminding us of that. That's why he's the Liverpool manager, indeed. really. And why we're not. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Uh, one Liverpool, other Liverpool centre-back defender, certainly, who's, who's been injured now due to the international break. There's always one, and there might well be another one by the time you know the week's out. It's Joe Gomez. Shh. Joe, your, your namesake. Yes, first my name. I mean, it's not a great timing, is it, considering what games are coming up? No, it's not, and... And I, again, I always think with Gomez, he gives you a good, solid option. You know, I, I would have thought he was almost tailor-made to play against Palace this weekend when you sort of might have to deal with some bombardments and you don't want to put Trent there. But um, I wonder whether this opens the door for Klein. I don't know how fit he is. But then do you want to throw Klein straight back into to big games like this? Um, it's, it, it's a really difficult one for Klopp. But I think, at least we know that I think Trent showed more than enough that he's capable of of performing at the top level, and um, I do trust him. I don't. I'm, I've got no real fears for Liverpool without Gomez, um, but yeah, it's a blow, and hopefully it won't be too bad. And hopefully he'll come through, and the injury will prove to be short term. I'm going to put this one out there. I think Klein will play against Palace. I think he will. Yeah. yeah, I think he'll play. When you look at it, I think this is going to force. Klopp's hand. He has played a couple of under twenty three games. He's been training for quite a few weeks Form now. Team. Yeah. He'll have had a yeah. Form team. Yeah, he'll have had that time as well to prepare for the game which Klopp loves because yeah. he'll have been at Melwood for the past not you know, for a week he's not been away in internationals he's not going to play against City or Everton no chance no. but I think Klopp almost has to do it just to kind of get, get a look at him in yeah. a match situation because so obviously just, after City. Palace we've got City, Everton, City mm. you know, I, I hope Trent plays in those three games has a blinder scored hat-trick in every game <laughs> the spirit of Andrew Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I'm not far behind you. I'm, I'm, I'm He's a, I, I am a massive Trent fan. Maybe not quite as massive as, as Andy. He's got a bargain book at the end. His eyes rolled back. Yeah, that's that's right. Right. <laughs> um, it's like a bit of Northern Irish. I'm a huge Trent fan, but you know, a you could get injured. B, it, 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 it's no secret that you know certain sides have at times targeted him because mm. you know, because he is obviously a little bit wet around the ears and just not as experienced as um, someone like Klein. So I think at least having had a look at Klein, hopefully Klein getting some match time under his belt means that either, you know, it gives Klopp another option yeah. if, as seems likely, Gomez is out of action for some time. I would have hoped the Porto home game was an opportunity to maybe throw too Klein early. on. I think it was too early. It was too early, early. So, but at, at the time I thought maybe, but it's clearly been too early. Slight reservations about 
Trent in the sense that he started against Manchester City in the 5 0. Started against Manchester United, and yeah. you know, it was 2 0 after 20 odd minutes. Don't think he started against. No, he didn't start against Tottenham because Gomez made a mistake for the for the. For the but there's two, two of the the, the defeats to the you know top four sides there. You know, Trent. It's not. It wasn't not, not as fault. Not, not yeah. as fault. No, not as fault. Well, well, Gomez made a mistake against City at home. I actually watched that yeah. a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. again yeah. the ball over. Yeah, yeah. again Coulson's the ball. But you're gonna get that with young players. And the, and but this is yeah this is the thing. The only I think I'd want that a home that solidity against against City, but. You know, he will give them something to think about going down the other way. So, mm. I think the the weird thing with Trent and Gomez is is that, firstly, we, we refer to one of them by the first name, one of them by the second name. <laughs> but also the idea that it's just on the cockney. You can't, yeah. yeah, you can't. You've got the pros and cons to both, and they come out sort of equal. Yeah. I wish, just, by the way, everybody could actually horses. see just how much Christian is moving his hands at the moment. He's very animated. <laughs> I am I think the one good thing about this whole situation is we're not sitting here going bloody hell it's Philip Dagan's coming up right back is it you know we've got two guys there who, or three guys even with Klein because he's a good player I know we haven't seen him we don't know how fifth he is but we know that when Klein's playing well he's a very very solid player so I think you've got three right backs there who whoever plays you don't you're not going to you're not going to sit and worry about it are you? No no I mean you know Manchester City can call you problems all over the pitch Um. And and I think we're in a position now where the three of them, and particularly the two young lads, it's not kind of like, say, the start of last year, I think Trent made his debut at Old Trafford in the league, the 1-1 draw. Yep. And his first start. His first that start, was his yeah. first start, yeah. First Premier League start. Um, but I think both of them have played big matches this season, domestically and in Europe, and should not be phased by what they'll experience over the next couple of weeks. Liverpool started the European semi-final with Mascarano at right-back, so the, the idea that you know Liverpool have got three, three right-backs yeah, now... Atletico, just, man. Atletico, yeah. yeah new, new well, you could, clever, could play there. It would be a very slow right-back. Nope, they're lucky. Look at no, me like I've no. said something like... Totally I'm going to set fire to all his clothes or something like that. Uh, we'll finish then with the Legends game. Were you there, Dan? No, I was in hearing. Oh, were you there? No. no, yeah, I was, I was in the cubicle over there. Joe was having an incident. Like, we'll leave that one there. Well, I was there, and I have to say, it was to be fair, it was actually quite funny. I know these games can be a little bit. You know, you do wonder when he went three 0 to Liverpool after about five minutes. You mm. thought, I've had Munich actually bothered to turn up, but then you know they are Germans and. You knew what was coming. Tell you what, I've been happy with those five goals. Carragher? Yeah, he was happy. <laughs> we worried he about that. We did, yeah, we did slightly worry about that. Um, but no, it was a good atmosphere. You know, 50-odd thousand people in the stadium. It was a full house. and Great we, 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 Yeah, and we all got to see John Aldridge fall over. Twice. And beyond Tori Cavani. Well, smacking yeah, the winner. Yeah. The lazy he he never the scored when it didn't matter, but the when it really did Tommy matter. Smith. That's he it. Only in, as you remember at the time. I do not remember that. No. Oh, that's what I'm sure. I think, the echo. Just, I think you may no. have just made that up. He was. He was well. I'm sure it was the echo, wouldn't he? But he was. He was don't known colloquially <laughs> as the. Uh, I wasn't working here. Daily Post. My, yeah, it was, it in which case, he definitely. The I wasn't here then either. Don't worry. He, he came in in the January when this was the season Liverpool were going for the league, but just for a change, looking a bit flaky at the back, and that was the big And he came in from Rosenberg, who I think had a great. Champions League run, I think they knocked AC Milan out, if I remember rightly. Uh, I think Vegard he- Hagen, who ended up at Anfield a couple of years later, was part of the same squad. And he had a great couple of first games, and everyone was labelling him the Norwegian Tommy Smith. But sadly, by the spring, 
it all went awry. Isn't it nice to know that even before social media, fans were absolutely off their heads? Yeah. 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 They always have been. You just get to see them more. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and we're, 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 we're guilty of it as well as, as you know, journalists. We, we, we have those knee-jerk reactions. I think I've just built a statue of Virgil van Dijk. And give them the armband. Put your pants back on. What's happened to that statue of Virgil van Dijk? I don't know. If anybody wants one, We've still got Do you it. Do And Andy's well. taking it in the kind of modern day percent, hasn't he? Yeah, there's 10 years also back. Yeah, anyway, right, on that bombshell. Uh, join us later this week where we will look ahead to Liverpool's trip to Crystal Palace. Cheerio.